0: Chapter 11 The Siege of Hexbridge Castle A loud trumpeting rang through even the shuttered windows, wrenching Alfie from dark dreams. They had slept well into the afternoon. It's her! Ashford pulled himself to his feet, groaning with pain. They won't wait any longer. Not now that she's here. Quick, put your chainmail back on. But, "'They can't get in, so we're still safe, aren't we?' asked Robin "'as they hurriedly pulled on the male shirts they had discarded before going to sleep. "'Ashford's face answered the question. "'We need to see what she's doing,' he said, quickly. "'Alfie, have you found anything that looks like a black mirror?' "'Yes, just the other day. How did you... "'Get it for me now, please.' Running through the entrance hall and up the stairs to the library, Alfie could hear loud chanting creeping into the castle as the elves welcomed their queen. The mirror was where he had left it, in a a hidden compartment in his four-poster bed. Clasping it to his chest as he hurried downstairs, he wondered how Ashford could possibly know of his existence. He stopped as a terrible thought slunk into his mind. "'What if Ashford didn't know? "'Could they have been fooled by the same trick twice?' "'He slipped the mirror behind the bottom of a tapestry "'before heading back to the great hall. "'Do you have it?' Ashford asked eagerly as Alfie returned. "'Alfie sat down across the table from him. "'How do you know about the mirror?' he asked. "'A strange look passed fleetingly over the butler's face. "'Oh, that doesn't matter right now,' he said quickly.' We need to see what they are doing out there. I need that mirror. And I suppose you want the talisman too for safekeeping or something like that. What's going on in your head, Alfie, asked Madeline. I cleaned that wound on his shoulder, it's real. That doesn't mean he's really him though, said Alfie, watching Ashford for anything that would give him away as an imposter. Maybe it's another Sprite doing a better job of imitating him this time. Oh, come on, Alfie, said Madeline as the yells began their drumming again in the courtyard. We need to know what's going on out there. It's okay, Maddie, said Ashford, touching her arm gently as he gazed back at Alfie. He's right to be wiry. Uh, it would take me too long to explain how I know about that mirror right now, so... "'Ask me some questions instead, things that others wouldn't know.'" Alfie quickly thought. "'What happened in the cellars during the Christmas play?' "Well, Miracle your teachers attempted to burn open the seal that Orrin set above the place where dragons sleep,' said Ashford with, without a moment of hesitation. "'I stopped you from running straight towards them, but they had heard you. "'I became careless and was knocked unconscious.' You had to deal with them yourself. Ashford looked away from Alfie as he said this. He either felt guilty over it, or he was a very good actor. Okay, well that, that, he's proved he's him. Now will you get the mirror, said Madeline. One more thing, said Alfie. Madeline let out an exasperated cry. Emily Fortune, what is she to you? Ashford met his eyes again. Everything. Alfie could see the same look in Asher's eyes as he had seen in Emily's when he when she talked about him. No one could ever fake that. He ran back and grabbed the mirror from his hiding place. Courtyard, said Alfie firmly. He placed the mirror on the table and everyone gathered around. The black surface flickered to life, revealing the formidable woman they had seen at Munnin and Bone standing on one of the stone benches in the courtyard garden. Marriott stood on her right as she addressed around 40 elves kneeling before her. Oh, what do you think she said? asked Amy as the elves jumped up, thumped their fists to their chest, and held their bows aloft. Their cheers could be heard through the castle doors. I don't know, said Elfie, as the elves parted to create a path for the queen as she strode towards the castle. But I don't think she was telling them to go home. Alfie picked up the mirror, and they rushed to the entrance hall, listening for pounding on the door. Oh, what is she doing? asked Madeline, as the knock they all expected didn't come. She pulled at Alfie's arm, so she could take a look into the mirror. Let go, Maddie, I can't see. Tilt the mirror, said Ashford. You can use it to look around, like an eye. Alfie tilted the mirror around until he could see the queen standing before the door surrounded by elves knocking arrows to their bows. She raised her hands and placed one on each of the huge doors. Is she trying to push them open? Wait, what's happening around her fingers? said Robin. Alfie stared hard at the tiny figure in the mirror. Something was happening to the wood around her hands. The door began to groan and creak in its frame. Shoots and leaves were beginning to sprout from the ancient dead wood. A leaf unfurled from the keyhole. More and more sprang from every crack as the wood came back to life. She's coming through, said Ashford. We need to hide, now. Where, cried Madeline, looking frantically around the hall. The cellars? They'd find us, said Ashford. Roots began to crawl from the base of the door, tearing up the mosaic floor tiles. Or in study, quick, said Alfie, clutching the talisman around his neck. We'll be safe there. They can't get in without this. Let's go, said Ashford. Crumbling mortar was beginning to trickle down from the arched doorways. We left our bows in your room, said Madeline. I'll grab them. She darted ahead as the front door shuddered and a branch sprouted upwards, splinting the wood almost from floor to ceiling. Alfie, Robin, come, come and help me, Amy cried. Ashford had stumbled on the stairs. As Amy pulled him to his feet, Alfie could see that his face was sickly gray. You go ahead, said Robin, as they managed to lift Ashford onto Artan's back. I'll grab the rest of the iron bombs. Alfie had no time to argue as Robin ran towards the workshop. Be quick, he yelled back, but he was drowned out by two stone blocks crashing to the floor. The wooden doors mutated and twisted upwards as the wood seemed to remember its original tree form, tearing bricks and mortar apart as it stretched out its branches. Alfie could see hands reaching through the gap as the trees began to part, Let's move, growled Artan. Alfie and Amy hurried along beside him as he carried Ashford up the stairs and along the corridor to the library. The elves' shouts and cheers echoed up through the entrance hall as the opening grew. Where's Robin? panted Madeline as she joined them, bows and quivers bouncing on her shoulder. Grabbing some more arrows, said Alfie, hurrying to the paneled wall and opening the secret door to Oren's study with his talisman. Artan floated through first, closely followed by Galileo, who had come barreling after them when he heard the destruction in the hall. Maddie, come on, said Amy, pulling at her arm. Madeline looked as though she wanted to rush downstairs to find Robin. The shouting from the hall was more excited now. "'They must be nearly through. Get in here!' Alfie helped Ashford slide from Artan's back and into Oren's armchair, then wrapped the blanket that hung over the back of the chair around him. Madeline was still in the library, watching out for Robin. Alfie grasped the mirror again and said, "'Entrance hall!' His heart dropped as he saw the hall strewn with rubble. The ancient doors had become two great trees." their branches forming a perfect archway, an archway that the queen now walked through triumphantly, followed by her small army. Maddie, we need to close the door, called Ashford weakly. Not without Robin. He'll be here any second. He won't, Maddie, said Alfie, holding out the mirror to show her a tiny Robin looking frantically around a room hung with tools. See, Still in the workshop, he can't get through the hall without them seeing him. We need to close the door. He hated saying it, but he knew Robin wouldn't want them to risk their safety for his. Madeline pulled back as Alfie took her arm and tried to drag her through the passageway. We can't leave him! <laughs> she cried. Maddie, we've got no choice. Alfie stopped as the walkie-talkie he had clipped back on to his belt beeped loudly robin must still have his with them robin he said into the radio alfie i'm stuck here whispered robin's voice don't wait for me robin cried madeline snatching the radio from alfie we're not closing the door until you get here you've got to rob maddie said robin don't worry about me i've locked the door and if they get in i've got somewhere to hide look in the mirror if you don't believe me Alfie held the black mirror out to Madeline. Robin was waving as though not quite sure where they would be watching him from. See, he said, lifting the top of the window seat to reveal a storage space. I'll be okay. Madeline let out a choked sob. (laughs) Just stay hidden, Robin. We've got to find a way to help you. We will, I promise. Madeline finally let Alfie back Let finally let Alfie pull her inside. Sorry, please. The panel slid shut as the sounds of elves rampaging through the castle grew closer. Alfie gave Amy a nod, and she swiftly closed the inner door, shutting them safely into the secret room. They spent the next hour huddled together on the rug by Ashford's feet, watching the mirror. Alfie flinched, at each loud noise as the elves rampaged through the castle, turning rooms upside down in their search for the talisman and the castle's occupants. It filled him with fury to watch them rummaging through his things, polluting his home with their presence. The battery on Robin's radio was running low, so they agreed not to talk unless it was essential Galileo was curled up on one of Ornn's highest shelves, keeping his eyes firmly fixed on Artan, who had come to rest on the back of the armchair where Ashford was sitting. After many months, the cat seemed to have realized that Artan wasn't going to eat him, but this was the closest he had ever been to the dog-like bear, and he wasn't taking any chances. Sick of watching the elves, Alfie let Madeline take the mirror to Orin's desk, where she sat hunched over it, watching Robin like a hawk. He adjusted the blanket over Ashford. The butler seemed to be in a half faint. His skin was clammy and his face almost gray. Alfie was seriously worried about him. He lit a fire in the hearth and fanned the flames with an old set of bellows. Amy removed her star-printed neck scarf and moistened it from a bottle of water she had managed to grab during the dash from the Great Hall. She dabbed Ashford's forehead with a damp cloth. Alfie fought the urge to tell her not to waste water, wondering how long the little bottle would have to last. A crash from the library made them all jump and roused Ashford a little. It's okay, the butler whispered. They won't find us in here. Alfie, Silently fought Madeline for the mirror as she watched a group of elves searching the ground floor, getting closer and closer to the room where Robin was hiding. Library, he whispered. Madeline and Amy looked over his shoulders as the mirror revealed a fisheye view of the library. Five elves were creeping among the shelves. Arrows knocked to their bows as they searched. Alfie held his breath as they reached the wall with the secret door, feet away from where they all sat in Orrin's study. He clasped Artan's jaws to stop him from growling, but the elves were far more interested in the fireplace, looking up the large chimney to see if anyone was hiding up there. Finally satisfied, they filed out of the library, leaving one elf behind to stand guard. He stretched and settled into one of the cozy chairs near the fireplace, taking occasional swigs from a silver flask on his hip. "'What is she doing?' asked Ashford weakly. Alfie tried the great hall first. One of the grand carved chairs had been dragged from the head of the dining table to the center of the room. The queen sat regally on her new throne, directing the elves in their search. She was wearing a delicate silver crown studded with several large gems. Get your hands off that, Alfie muttered under his breath as one of the elves found the silver sparrow on the table and brought it to the queen. She wound it up and clapped her hands in delight as it flew around the room and returned to her. She tapped it on the top of his head and and it sidled up her arm to sit on her shoulder. "'where it began to preen its wings. "'How did she do that?' asked Amy. "'The same way as she got through the front door,' winced Ashford. "'You're saying she brought the bird back to life?' said Alfie, eyes wide. "'No, not exactly, but I doubt it will ever need to be wound again.' "'The butler slumped forwards, as though even speaking was too much for him.' Alfie eased him back into the chair and felt for his pulse. He wasn't sure what it should feel like, but it didn't seem strong. Amy poured some of the water into a little cup and held it to his lips. Ashford sipped weakly. "'Is there, is there anything we can do for you?' she asked. "'There's only one person that can help me,' said Ashford, wiping away the drops that had trickled down his chin." the druid you mean orin said alfie caspian told us about you being able to time slip too can you go back and get his help ashford shook his head weakly no the pain is too distracting i'm too weak to focus then teach me said alfie i'll ask Oren for something to help you maybe he'll have a way to help us all But you've only ever managed it by accident, said Ashford. It took me months of practice to control the ability, and yours works differently to mine. What if it goes wrong? Then I'm lucky I have you to guide me through it, said Alfie, fixing Ashford with a firm stare. The butler smiled weakly. I assume there's no point in arguing. Alfie shook his head. Then I'll try. But first, let me give you a message for Orin. Please bring me some paper. Alfie grabbed a blank notebook from Orin's desk, where Madeline was still huddled over the mirror. You can... You can dictate it to me if you like. Asher shook his head. It's safer if you don't know what I'm going to ask of him. He winced in pain as he began to write. (gasps) They're trying to get in the workshop! cried Madeline suddenly. They're going to find Robin. In the blackness of the mirror, three elves were throwing themselves against the workshop door. Madeline changed the view to the workshop. Robin was climbing into the window seat. He reached up and made an okay sign for the benefit of anyone watching before lowering the lid. Madeline yelped as the door crashed open and elves spilled into the workshop. Alfie held his breath as he watched them stalk carefully around the iron tools, prodding the ticking and spinning devices that his dad had been working on. Two of them investigated the adjoining forge, while the other lingered near where Robin was hiding. They're going to find him, said Madeline, her fingers gripping Alfie's arm so tightly he had to grit his teeth to stop himself shouting out. The two that had searched the forge returned and nodded to the third, who reluctantly sat down on the window seat as they left the room. They're leaving him to guard, said Amy. Robin won't be able to leave. But but he's got to get out. He's got to get out, cried Madeline. He'll run out of air. He'll be okay for a few hours at least, said Ashford. As long as he stays calm, and we know... Robin is good at that. Maybe the guard won't stay that long, added Alfie. I'm sure he'll be fine, but the thought of Robin cooped up in the stuffy box with one of the elves sitting on the lid made him feel short of breath himself. Hurry, Ashford. We need to do this now. Ashford tore out the page he'd been writing on, folded it, and passed it to Alfie. If you can get this to Oren, it might help us all. Give him this too. He pulled something from his pocket. Alfie took the small worn velvet pouch. He felt sure he had seen one like it before. What is it? Something I need Oren to fix for me now. Are you ready? Alfie nodded. Okay. Close your eyes, said Ashford softly. Let everything but my voice slip away. Picture this room, but imagine Orin here. Imagine yourself being pulled back through into the past. Alfie tried to do as Ashford asked, but visions of the elves stalking through his home kept slipping back into his mind. He drove them out and tried again. Focus, Alfie. You belong in Orange Time as much as this one, so for you to travel back, I imagine you just need to relax and allow yourself to slip through time as though you are going home. It was easy for Ashford to say, but however much Alfie tried to relax, random thoughts and fears kept slipping into his head. It was starting to hurt. How could he just slip through time? It seemed impossible. Let's try something different, said Ashford at last. Open your eyes. Remember the last two times you slipped? Alfie could hardly forget. The first time was when he was almost hit by a car. The second was when he lost consciousness as Merkel and Snitch chased him through a dark network of caves. What was the feeling you had in both of those moments? I was scared. I knew I had to get out of here. More than that, what did you feel deep inside? Alfie thought hard, putting himself back in his own shoes. I remember hearing my own heartbeat in my head. Time seemed to stretch out. Good, good. What else? It was like those were my final seconds. I I wanted to be someplace else more than anything in the world. Then it got that feeling, you know, like when you're falling asleep and think you're falling and then you jerk awake, it was like that. Ashford smiled. Then that's the feeling you need to recreate. Close your eyes again. Alfie did just as he was asked, hoping that Ashford knew what he was talking about. Now, notice your stomach. Remember the coldness that gripped it when you were running through the caves, when the car was speeding towards you. Alfie let the sensation flow through him. And your heart, feel it beating faster in your chest. Hear the blood pounding in your ears. Really feel it, the fear, the helplessness, the car screeching towards you. Alfie was trying as hard as he could. How he could feel his heart beating faster, and an icy chill in his stomach. He was trying to imagine Merkel and snitches howling their way through the caves after him, but a little voice in his head kept reminding him that it wasn't real, he wasn't in danger. He tried to ignore it as he pictured himself back in the middle of the road, frozen in fear as he saw the horrified face of the driver in the car screeching towards him. He remembered his thoughts. It wasn't going to stop. It was going to hit him. He was going to die. At that moment, something struck his chest so hard, he went flying backwards. He landed, sprung across the floor, and tried to work out what had happened as he untangled himself from the overturned footstool. Had Ashford kicked him over, he couldn't believe it. Why, why did you do that? He shouted as he scrambled to his feet. Alfie froze. It wasn't Ashford sitting in the armchair anymore. It was someone else, a tall man in green robes with kind eyes and a long plaited beard. Oren Hopcraft.